0: hello bonjour hola um ni hao. oh i learned a new one god dag god dag that's swedish if y'all didn't know she's bilingual she's a bilingual queen <laughs> um but welcome what's up guys it's your girl Sid, and i welcome you back to another episode of the beauty bitch love podcast i am excited to record this because um, as you've seen the title, we're going to talk about all the things I hate about the beauty industry or just very much dislike. Because a lot of people have been coming at me for using the term hate, 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 hate. Oh, it's so enlightening. Oh, it's such a very enlightening word. Ugh. So everything I dislike about working in the beauty industry. Um, Now, we all know the benefits of working in the weed industry and just being your own boss in general um you know yeah being your own boss working on your own terms uh don't gotta listen to nobody don't gotta get bossed around by nobody time freedom financial freedom money freedom that whole nine but let me tell you some things just irk my soul not as much anymore because i've grown the patience but ugh this is my chance to rant and vent because I never really get this chance at all. So let's get into it. Okay, so the first one on my list its probably the biggest dislike and the one that just irks my soul the most is beauty biz owners that think they're better than everyone else. And I really don't understand why. Like, I really don't understand where... Some people have this entitlement and have this feeling of like thinking they're better than everyone else. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all beauty biz owners are like this. I'm not saying everybody that works inside the beauty industry is like this. But I can't be the only one that has encountered one or more beauty biz owners that have just been straight rude and snobby and catty and just attitude E and judgy for no reason. Like literally no reason whatsoever. It doesn't matter if you're gonna be kind, if you're like being like all nice and bubbly and la la la. look they're still rude and catty and snobby and judgy and this Ugh attitude up the whole up the whole ante And I experienced a lot of this when I was moving into my studio and out of my home studio. Like, how my studio is built and, like, the whole concept around it is just empty salon suites and other beauty biz owners um, rent the space out for their business. So, I'm coming in there hype, excited, ready to, like, make all these uh, connections inside the beauty industry and, like, you know, trying to build friendships and, like, trying to get to that level where, like, we could, like, exchange services. You know what I mean? And when I moved in there, I um was like going door to door to door um just like introducing myself being like hey like my name is sydney i'm just like moving in here i do lashes um and yeah i'm just like kind of like introducing myself to everybody um on this floor i got so much attitude thrown at me so much judgment i got girls like ask like kind of like trying to, um, intimidate me, in a sense, and don't, and, like, it obviously did, like, duh, a 17-year-old girl just being friendly, and, like, now, like, these girls are, like, trying to, like, come in my face and, like, tell me, like, oh, like, they've been here, like, five, six years, and, like, they've been working in the industry for, like, seven plus years, and they're just so successful, and, and just ask, this asking me a bunch of questions, and, like, inter- interrogating me for no reason, and, not all of them were like this. Shout out to my girls, Fanta, Elsa, Tristan, Alicia. They're my homegirls. They are they were the most sweetest and down earth people I met when I first uh, I first met when I moved in there. But damn, like some of the girls were just like judgy and like trying to question my business and like kind of just like you know, just having that all that whole like how do I call it? How do I say this? They're just they're just rude for no reason. That's that, that's how I'm gonna say it, and I can understand where they're coming from because some of them have been there five six years and they got like ten plus years under their belt. So like they've seen a lot of girls, you know, have a beauty business but then not really last. Let me tell you this, guys. I believe that like me personally, I don't I don't really see why five six years mean that much because. Especially inside the beauty industry, trends, techniques, skills change constantly. So the techniques people were using five, six years ago in the beauty industry are like non-existent anymore. Because people have found and learned new techniques that makes it easier for us to do our job and do our our application. So when someone tells me like they have like five, six years under their belt, of course they have so much wisdom, they got so much knowledge, and their techniques are probably amazing. But I don't really see that something that like you should like be bragging about. I have met even 15-year-old girls, 16-year-olds, that our nail tech, our lash tech, our makeup artist, our hairstylist, that their skills are so damn good, it blows my mind. Cause I'm like, I was not this good at 15 years old. Like, damn, what kind of magic are you doing? It 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 blows my mind. So they're on the same level, me like in my perspective, they're on the same level as someone who has Five, six, seven years under their belt. Intermission. I just want to add this in just to argue that point. Um, So when I mean or what I meant by how I believe like a 15 or 16 year old or like someone who has just been in, in the game for like a year or so. um, And I say they're on the same level as someone who has five, six years under their belt. I'm just meaning technique wise. I think that like their skills are impeccable as if they were already in the game, in, in the beauty industry for like five, six plus years. But of course, knowledge, experience, um, it, when you look at that, that aspect, it's a whole two different levels for sure. Cause of how much, how many, like how much years they've been in the game. So yeah, just to clarify, continue on. So yeah, I really don't get why some girls have this feeling of like being entitled and thinking like they're better than everybody else when in reality everybody is not above anyone or lower than anyone we are all doing our own thing so we don't have to like why like should we have to feel like we're in competition with everybody else if you listen to my first podcast or no not my first podcast but i have a whole episode talking about giant like just getting out of this mindset of like feeling um like you're in competition with other people inside the beauty industry i need to see what episode it is i think it's episode three it's called a sea full of sameness listen to that but yeah i talked about the whole like getting out of that mindset of just feeling um like you need to compete with other girls when like you really don't have to and just this whole idea of like beauty biz owners being like very rude and snobby and catty and having this like I know, I know, like I know some girls that I've talked to have also have this mindset and also have this, um, ju- the same judgment. And this was something I was scared about when I first host, when I first started, um, Beauty MXR and like hosting my first networking event with other beautypreneurs. I was so scared that like all the beauty biz owners were gonna come and like be kind of like that and like not really, um. Try to connect with other girls and like, kind of be like, judgy of others. But oh my god, I'm just so grateful that it did not turn out that way whatsoever, and that I got girls coming up to me after being like, they're they're all so kind and like, um, I was scared, like they had the same fear and like they're all so kind. They were, they um, they were like supporting one another, and I just love that, and I feel like the beauty industry should be like that at all times. And that's why I really love and I will continue to host these beauty mixers just to create this environment that girls can come and they can open up and mingle with other like-minded beauty bosses without feeling um, like they're lower than anybody else, that like anybody's higher than them or like they're better than them. None of that. And also just having a space to just unwind and get away from the chair, like um, I know like a lot of us are like solopreneurs so we are isolated and we are like in our own bubble 25 five we're taking clients we're working we're at the studio like half the time so we don't really have a chance to go out and for me personally I am such I get so socially awkward sometimes because of how much I work and how much I'm literally at the studio either taking clients or doing trainings or doing coachings that I am to myself 25 five eight. so yeah, that's why I really love hosting these mixers just to meet other beautiful souls inside the beauty industry and like hearing their story and hearing how they got into business. And I just want to see people win like me. That's, that's me personally. I want to see other girls in the beauty industry win and grab all the success inside the beauty industry. I have no feelings of competition, of jealousy, of um, thinking I'm better than better than anybody else. I want to see you guys win. I want to see people grab all the success and abundance and just a bag in general inside the, beauty, uh, inside the beauty business. Let's move on to the next one. The next one I have that I hate is some people gatekeeping products. They, they don't tell you what products they're using. Do you know how many times I've reached out to other beauty people and I've asked what glue they're using for their lashes and what trays they're using for their lashes because their fans are bomb and their retention is amazing. And I struggle with retention so damn badly. So I'm here literally trying to find a glue to just work for me. Do you know how many times I've got either no, I can't tell you that or just ghosted in general because they don't want to tell me? Like, bruh, what? Why? And I feel like like some of them even told me. I got, I got some girls literally tell me. They don't want to tell me that because they're scared I'm going to steal their clients. Take this in. They're literally in a different city than me. I, got, I reached out to some girls in LA, in America, in Atlanta, in Miami, asking what glue they use. And they literally told me straight up no. Because they've worked so hard, they've they've found it so, so damn, uh, it took them so damn long to find that product that they can't really tell me that. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. That literally does not make any freaking sense whatsoever. I'm not trying to steal your clients. I'm literally just trying to get good retention, guys. I'm literally just trying to get my retention to last more than three days. And my fans to not look like clumps. That's literally it. Ugh, that irked my soul. That literally, I just hate when people do that. Like, I get it. You've worked so damn hard, and you've looked so damn long to find the product that works for you. But why do you like? Why should you get so like, a, a defensive, and thinking like I'm gonna steal your clients, but I'm not even this but I'm not even in, in the same city as yours. And again, there are seven billion people on this earth. Anyone, any woman, any person who has lashes, hair, nails, teeth, hair, a face, brows, a body is a potential client. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Like that literally that does not make any sense to me. Huh. This is fun. This is so fun. This is like therapeutic to just vent. I'm sorry if I'm like screaming and in, like inside your guys' ear right now. But I'm just like pumped, but I'm going to tone it down. <laughs> i'm gonna tone it down a bit sorry guys um okay third one i how i ca- how i called this on my notes is so hilarious to me um the situationship clients do you ever have to like invest either a week two weeks into a client and like just going back and forth asking questions and, and, and like and answering their questions and like trying to just see and navigate what that they want to book for just for them to end up not even booking, oh it doesn't irk my soul because I know that it's kind of, it's hard to book a set and it's hard to book an appointment. but damn, I just invested all this time in you like a situation ship just for you to just not go through and book what and the part that just makes me laugh is like some all of the information that all my clients need is on my booking website. And, of course, I'm not going to, like, when they uh, message me, I'm not going to send them directly to my booking website and, like, treat them like just a robot. Like, I'm going to encounter with them and, like, message them and, like, tell them everything they need to know on the direct message. But, damn, like, two weeks and you don't want to (sighs) book? I don't know. I really don't know or even some that'll just completely just ghost you as soon as you answer them. Like damn, like that hurts me more than a guy ghosting me. Cuz like damn, like what I do to you? Guys, I don't care. Go cry, go be sensitive, this and that. But damn, a client ghosting me, that hurts. That stings a little bit. <laughs> um okay, cool. Number 4. Um that kind of leads into my the fourth um ick or on my list. Is clients who try to bargain the price down? I want to take a moment of silence just to not scream. Okay, so yeah, clients who try to bargain the price down. I need you guys to understand not my beauty bosses, but just my clients in general, or just anybody who books a luxury service for like nails, hair lashes brows and they're wondering why the price is so damn much guys we don't just put a price and just throw out a random price and try to steal that money from you like we don't we don't offer that high of a price for no reason there's so many things that go into our rates it's crazy first is the supplies that's gonna lead to my next dislike of the beauty industry but yeah the supplies we use the um, materials and equipment we have um and the knowledge and the experience we've invested into making our craft perfect and mastering our craft and the practice we invested to mastering our craft and also if you are like renting from a studio if you have bills and bills and bills inside a beauty business All of that needs to be covered and taken into account when it comes to our rates. So when someone tries to bargain down the price, I just find that so unfair to the beauty biz owner themselves because they've invested countless hours into practicing. They've invested so much money into courses, into trainings, into just getting all the knowledge they can get in their niche just for them to perfect their craft and to be in a position where they can charge so much for their craft like of course if someone is just new to lashing or new to nails they're not gonna charge right off the bat 150 for a full set that doesn't make any sense compared to someone who has been in the industry and has been doing lashes and nails for four or five plus years oh, duh, they're going to charge at least 150 at least 120 for a full set. And they have every right, to. And I understand. Services inside the beauty industry, it's expensive. It's pricey it, because it's a luxury service. All the services inside the beauty industry are known to be a very high-in-demand luxury service. So sometimes it's not something you get done 24-7. Unless you're balling like that and like you got the money to afford it, then go ahead. Treat yourself. You're a queen. You deserve it. But in some situations, people don't really treat themselves to it quite so often. So it's meant for you to feel good about yourself, to make yourself feel beautiful and like a queen. And like you just treated yourself to something you know you deserve. So, of course, it's going to be a little bit pricey and kind of high in demand because it's not really a need in a sense it's a want i even know some girls in like miami and atlanta who charge for like a full volume lash set at least 150 I mean, not 150 at least 250 to 350 for a full volume set and people pay that price because they see the value they see the um technique they see like how well the set lasts or you know how like how much benefits you get from getting your lashes done and how much time you're saving and stuff like that they see the value so you got to see the value as well i even got some clients in the past who have tried to bargain down like for a full volume set to like 20 bucks And I average, like, I charge at least, like, at the time, like, 90, 100 bucks for a full-volume set. And they've asked me, could I do 20 bucks for a full-volume set? Like, be FFR. We can be anything and everything on this earth. But, like, be fucking for real. Okay, my next one is, why do the supplies gotta be so goddamn expensive sometimes? Like, damn. Hurts, ugh. It just makes a big hole in my heart whenever I have to restock on some of my supplies like seven bucks for a venti ice brown oat sugar shade espresso okay cool 27 bucks for a seed and salt bowl okay cool but a $50 glue adhesive that is yay high and that only lasts me four weeks at most Ugh, (laughs) it just makes me cough and lose my breath every time I gotta restock on my glue adhesive. Like, of course you can get all the cheap products, like the um, disposable products I mean, off like AliExpress, um, Alibaba, and get a bulk pack for a good, a good price. But when it comes to the high quality equipment you need, as far as like, for example, like for lashes... The glue, the last trays, the tweezers, and you have to invest into the high quality shit. <sighs> I get it, I understand you need it high quality, but damn, fifty bucks for a glue that's all I can think about right now, like twenty bucks for a last tray. it's okay unless you have to like buy like ten of them when you're restocking. I have a bad habit of like restocking all my materials when i'm like done like all of them and i have like literally nothing left instead of like buying like bit by bit i kind of procrastinate sometimes in getting my supplies so sometimes like my beauty supply runs are just the bill is just speechless like ugh, 50 bucks for glue i can't get my head off that 50 bucks for a glue do you know i can get a full tank of gas and even a car wash For 50 bucks, but no, I have to literally invest 50 bucks into a small, tiny bottle that can't even last me 10 months, and that only lasts me two to four weeks at most before I have to buy a new one. Ugh, hurts my heart. Okay, I'm going to knock out two more and then call this therapy session off. (laughs) So, my second last one is when beauty biz owners think they own their clients and they can't go to anyone else and they get so mad that a client wants to um try a different girl or a different service like I had to stop taking that so personal in my own business and I have to stop letting that um make me feel so sad and just so like you know just not feeling really good like I had to stop taking that shit personal like, you don't own your clients. And clients don't have, they're not obligated to go to you and keep going to you for the whole for the whole time. Unless, like, you are, like, the best, like, hairstyle is the best nail artist, the best lash artist. Then, yeah, they're going to trust you. But if they want to decide to go and experience other service providers, let them. Let them. Don't get mad. Don't be petty. Don't get so aggravated towards them let them do their thing and let them experience other service providers like i just find it so childish where like a beauty bus owner like literally like threatens their clients when they're like oh like don't go to anyone else if you go to anyone else i'm gonna i'm gonna not take you in um ever again and this and that it's giving childish it's giving high school relationships it's giving control It's giving a controlling boyfriend. It's, you know what, me, like, you and your client, a beauty, a beauty biz owner and their clients, it's literally, like, dating. It's, like, literally dating, and your clients are your boyfriend. So I don't see it as, like, cheating. It's just, like, if they want to experience other people, let them. It's kind of, like, breaking up. If they want to go their separate ways, if they want to try and um get to know other girls and support other beauty biz owners, let them. There's like I don't see any any reason to be like so petty and so mad and so like and get and take it so personal now where a client decides to go to someone else. You don't know the reason why they want to go to to someone else and that's none of your business that's something you can't control maybe they found a girl that's closer to them and like they don't have to take it's, it's not as much of a as a travel time compared to coming to you maybe their prices um they can afford it better maybe you know they like how they do their hair their nails and they wanted a specific look and they thought like that beauty um service provider would be the best to do it because she that's maybe her niche or that's something she um specializes in you don't know the reason why they stop going to you but don't make it your mission to like dig them down and like interrogate them and be like oh like why did you stop coming to me or why did why did you stop coming to me and like why did you start going to another girl girl you have other shit to invest your energy into don't put it into a client who decides to stop going to you you don't own her you don't um, you're not obligate, like, she's not obligated to come to you all the damn time. If she wants to go and experience other girls and other service providers, let them, let them, let them, let them, let them and stop taking it personal. In some cases, though, some clients learn the hard way and they get, like, the most, the, like, the worst haircut or the worst set of nails and the worst set of lashes because they were, like, trying to find someone cheaper or they were trying to find someone who does the application faster. And if they come back to you, amazing. That's, like, don't be, like, in their face, like, oh, like, I told you so. Don't don't ever go to another girl. Don't ever go to another girl again. It's a learning experience. We've all had that. We have all have learned the hard way. So I don't really see why beauty biz owners get so mad And get so petty and get so sour when, like, clients want to go and book with another artist. I just, I I really don't get it. Okay, now the last one I'm going to share. Looking at this last one, I wouldn't call it something I hate or dislike. It's just kind of a struggle that I know I'm not the only one that um, struggles with this. Is what I call it booked and busy equals starving ourselves i can't be the only one that i struggled to fit in at least one meal during my fully booked days it's hard can like can we talk about that eating as a beauty service provider it is so damn hard sometimes when you get into like the routine of like being fully booked 25 like 24 8 24 8 24 7 i'm tired (laughs) 24 7 and you're taking clients non-stop and literally you start at like 9 a.m and you finish at 10 p.m and you realize you have not eaten anything at all except for like three coffees that's a big struggle some beauty service providers have i even had this conversation with one of my with like um with my girl um, I, like, posted on my story. It was, like, 10 p.m., and I just finished a day of, like, um all clients, and I literally was eating my first meal at 10, 15 p.m. when I finished, when I, like, I just got off work. That was my only meal, and I ate that shit up. I killed that in, like, five minutes. I remember that meal. It was a great meal. It was a um, burrito bowl <laughs> from Mutual from um, mutual Burrito. But yeah, like she responded to my story and she was like, this is actually like the biggest struggle beauty biz owners have. And I 100% agree with that. It's so hard to like fit in a meal, like a good meal um, on some days where like you're fully booked and the day goes by so fast. And like you realize it at the very end of the day like i said like when it's like late at night and like you that's like your only time to like get a meal in something that has really helped me in keeping track on how i'm eating and like um just taking in food in general during my busy days is meal planning and meal prepping that has helped me and that has saved me a ton um, and not just eating, but like saving money, because it is so easy to just order food from like Doordash and this and and this and that. And you know, sometimes or like you save a time to like have a break or like have a lunch break, but you have like that one client, that one girl that like wants to get in or like needs a fill last minute, or a client who like comes in early, and you, you know, you um accommodate them into your lunch break and then boom like you have no lunch you have no food so yeah i just i wouldn't say that's like a dislike or like something i hate but that's like one of my biggest struggles as a beauty service provider is balancing taking in clients and then eating at the same time when you like when you get into the routine of like fully booked and you're getting um like clients like five clients a day it's hard disagree agree with that it is so damn hard even like some days i still struggle with that literally last week i had a coffee in the morning a coffee in the afternoon and that was it (laughs) that was literally my meal and that was me the first like year two years into my business um because i also don't have like a really big appetite but i know it, it wasn't healthy come at me if you want it wasn't healthy at all but yeah it was um, one of like a really big struggle i struggled with and i continued to to, um struggle with um even till like today ugh that felt so damn good guys you don't even know the half of it just venting and just ranting in general that felt so damn good that was like the best therapy session i've had who needs therapy who needs a therapist when you can just record a podcast and vent to yourself but really it's venting to your audience (laughs) but yeah guys that's uh basically some of the things i hate or dislike for the people that want to cancel me saying hate um about working in the industry but overall, I love working in the beauty industry. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the entire world. I would not trade my career, my job, my business, um, and what I do for anything. Don't get me wrong about that. That's, this is my passion. But yeah, some things here and there irk my soul. Give me the ick. Who doesn't have those icks? You know what I mean? So yeah, um, let me know what you guys think. If you guys also have anything you dislike or you have about working in in the beauty industry as a beauty service provider text me let me know um use that um i just found out about this like let me know what you think poll on the podcast i think it's on spotify i'm not sure about apple but yeah do a girl a favor leave a review leave a little comment opinion on the podcast i love to hear it Um, But, yeah, guys, on that note, um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know I did. Um, You guys have a great weekend. Have a great week. Go kill it. Go get all the success. Stay winning in your beauty business. And I will see you guys next Saturday. Bye.